First time, long time. 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 Hey there, sports fans. First time, long time. I'm Tommy Fitzgerald. He's Richie Barone. Richie, how are you? I am Richie Barone, and I am excited. It's playoff time. The Mets. They are all in like a 45-year-old virgin at a spin-the-bottle party. It's playoffs or bust over here, and they've got, uh, you know, they got the ammo of a water gun on the mound, but they got a bunch of hammers on offense, and I'm psyched. I think, I think they're going to get into the playoffs and take it all the way. The Cubs are going down. The Nationals are going down. Uh, the Dodgers are going down. The Indians, who I'm putting in the World Series already, down. Everybody's going down. Let's go, Mets. See you at the parade November 3rd or something. Sounds like that Fallout Boy song. Going down, down, something, something, uh I don't have cable, so I don't know much about the MTV, but uh, I'll take your word for it. The last thing, the last thing I've listened to that was popular was White Snake. Hey, shout out to White Snake. Great jean jacket. That's an old school reference. Oh, indeed. The movie, guys. The movie. Anyway, talking about the New York Metropolitans, we are in the last week, heading hopefully towards the playoffs. Currently, as we record this. It is Wednesday night. Mets are tied 2-2. A nice little profile of our boy Lucas due to that. But we're going to outline this upcoming weekend series, talk about the Mets, talk about some different theoreticals, and we will kick it off with Friday. And, Richie, I was listening to my boy Gary Cohen before, and, you know, we do, we do a little bit of research here. We try to get ahead a of the eight ball. And originally it was supposed to be our boy Gesellman against this Asher character from the Phillies who we saw this past Saturday at City Field. Now we're hearing Friday it might be Cologne, and then originally Saturday the Phillies were supposed to have what's a quote-unquote bullpen game and start this guy Gonzalez, but now since that's a national TV game, the Phillies getting some cold feet, don't want to be embarrassed looking unprepared on national TV, even though everyone can see their X amount of games to the 500. So Friday we think... We think it's Gesellman versus Asher. It could be Cologne versus the Phillies bullpen or any combination of those four. I'll do you one better. I think that Friday should be a combo tag team of Gisellman and Cologne, uh, irregardless. You know, I think that's what they should, they should go with there. You know, they, you'd like to see the Mets' little teamwork on the mound. Uh, I want to see these guys in a classic tag team effort like a Bonnie and Clyde or a Batman and Robin or like a Jesus and Santa Claus. You know, like one of those superpowers working together, Giselman and Cologne. Cologne does the first few innings, goes in, uh, grabs an IV filled with liquefied Shake Shack, and then, you know, Giselman does the rest of the game, and we just we just bang it out. You know, we go five, uh, four innings for Cologne, five for Giselman, put it in the books, it's a win. But if Cologne has to pitch on Saturday... You know, um, I, I think that it's fair to say that a theme here is that Terry is thinking about pitching Bart every day for the rest of the season. And he's testing it out. He's seeing how we all feel about it. So he's just listing Cologne as a starter basically every day uh, for the rest of the season. It's basically like eating Oreos for breakfast every day. It'll be good for a while. He's going to do his thing. But then eventually, when you get Oreo cream poisoning, which in the medical field is called diabetes... It all goes downhill, and, uh, you know, we probably don't make the playoffs if he does that. But watch out, because Terry's an animal, might start calling every day. And uh, finally, 
on the topic of that uh, bullpen game, I think that the Phillies should go all in and just let that guy Michael Franco pitch. You know, we did it with Matt Franco, and it worked out great. Yeah, Michael Franco basically killing the Metropolitans. He did a number on them at City Field. I do like the idea of the tag team with Cologne and Gesellman, the old-school WWF. You got Cologne as the aging guy making the, making the hot tag. That's, a, that's an inside wrestling for all you folks out there to a boy Gesellman and him coming out like a, looking like Andrew W.K. What tag team do you think that Bartolo and Giselman would be if they were WWE guys? Ah, uh, the Road Warriors, just because I want to see Cologne in the, uh, the gob, the spike shoulder pads. That's, that's a good one because that's an actual tag team, but I was thinking it would be like, a, like aesthetically, um, that means how it looks, uh, according to Google. Uh, it would be like uh, Yokozuna and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Okay. Like if those two got together, which would never happen because, you know, Yoko was very into Japan and Hacksaw was, uh, you know, very American, definitely stood up for the anthem. Uh, but if, if you know, you had a fantasy tag team, I think it'd be those two guys. Yeah, and you could see Terry as a manager throwing salt in people's eyes. Yeah, Terry would be Mr. Fuji. He'd go up there, you'd get Michael Franco at the, the plate, he'd take a big rosin bag and just blast him in the eyes with it. You know, the more I think about this, the more I'm really hoping this happens. I hope so too, kid, but we'll see. So for Friday, let's, let's operate under the, the uh, assumption that we're going to see Gesellman. Um, and anyway, this Asher character, whether he goes Friday, whether he goes Saturday, he pitched against the Mets when Sean Gilmartin and the rest of the Mets bullpen gave up a cool 10 runs to open the game. Mets made a comeback, but Asher got the win four runs in five innings. None of them earned due to two errors, but our boy Gesellman, I, I don't think people are talking about him enough. He towed the rubber on Sunday in the Mets 17-0 win. The Phillies clearly looked like they were drinking fish bowls at the Brother Jimmy's, if you know what I mean. But Gesellman now 3-2 and two with a 2.57 run average, 35 strikeouts in 38 innings. The way things are going, we're going to see young Robert on the hill in a, in a theoretical playoff game, no? Yeah, what I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, and I'm feeling pretty confident here, I full... Uh, Full disclosure, I've had uh, 9 or 10 Heinekens. And, uh, you know, what I'm feeling here is that Giselleman's going to finish out Game 3 against the Cubs in the opening round of the playoffs. And uh, real Cinderella story, just this stoned version of Jacob deGrom setting down Chris Bryant to end the series. Second year in a row, Mets sweep the Cubs. Uh, couldn't be happier for my boy, uh, Robbie G. Yeah, coming for you, Chicago. Your boy Joe Madden, just because you wear fancy glasses doesn't mean anything. We're going to snap your glasses over our knee and then uh, laugh while you're on the floor trying to find the lenses. I love it, kid. I love it, kid. Old school. Old school 80s. That's right. Uh, no more PC police. That's how we're treating you, Joe Madden. Intimidation. Uh, so as we head to, as we head to Saturday, uh, we'll see if this Gonzalez guy, if, if he's, again, we tried to explain the situation, but we're operating under the assumption that the Phillies are going to have the bullpen game go on Saturday. So Gonzalez going to be starting for the Phillies. Gonzalez been appearing for the Phillies out of the bullpen. Going to try and stretch him out like Rachel Starr. Anyway. Whoa. 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 Oh, my goodness. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, Cologne will be towing the rubber. This is a 1 p.m. start for the Metropolitans, a day game after the night game. We'll see what Terry has in store for us in terms of lineup construction, and we will pretend I didn't make that reference. 
No, we're going to keep that in there because uh, I saw her once at Galaga's 2000. She was fantastic. And uh, <laughs> that brings us to our Sunday game, Noah Sindengard versus some guy named Eikhoff. Uh This is it. This is for all the marbles. Sindengard versus a guy whose name makes him sound like he just passed his CPA exam. Winner goes to the playoffs. Loser gets terrible things said about their mother, shouted at them. Um but in re, you know, in realistically, that's the day in Philly. Yeah, that's the first one applies to the, only to the Mets, who could potentially go to the playoffs. The Phillies going nowhere, okay. Um, and the second one, like my boy uh, Tommy said, just another day in Philly. If you haven't gotten something bad said about your mom, you're probably not in Philly. All right, so that's a uh, little life advice for you guys there. Yeah, a little quick story time about Philly. One time, I went to a Mets Phillies game. Down there in Philly at Citizens Bank Park, I was very careful to, to make sure I knew what I was doing and keeping track of my surroundings. And I went to the bathroom while the inning was going on because I wanted to avoid a big crowd so I didn't have a bunch of hooligans shouting at me. And I'm at the urinal and I'm wearing a, a Mets hat and some guy sidles right up next to me, even though there's many other urinals, and he looks me right in the eye as I'm uh, midstream and he says, Hey, Chief, I'd like to see you wear that hat to an Eagle game. I looked at him and I said, buddy, why would I wear a Met hat to an Eagle game? I mean, come on. What a jabroni. You know, it, they're not, they're, they're not uh, unfamiliar to eating paint chips. All right, that's all I'll say. little fun fact also, um, Philadelphia, if you go to New York City, very close. If you want to go to an away game, if you go to New York City and you look across the Hudson River, that's Philadelphia. So just take a quick little boat over there, maybe a bridge or something, um, you know. I've never been because we all know why I've never been, but uh, that's what I've heard. It's right across. So you look across, you're looking at Philadelphia, go over and uh, see those scumbag Philly plays, play, plays. Uh, agreed, kid. And, and one thing we got to mention about Sunday's game is apparently Noah's going to start, but in the event that the Mets clinch, so again, knock on wood, these are a lot of, a lot of theoreticals. I don't want to be the jinx man here next week, so this is all – in the event that's this way to happen, that Noah would actually throw 25 pitches. That's it. And then he would, in theory, go Wednesday in a theoretical one-game playoff. Exactly. And if the, the, after Noah throws his 25 pitches on Sunday, if the Mets have clinched, uh, the plan should be to let Sean Gilmartin throw the rest of the game, give up 30 runs, and then they'll, let, they'll have the team bus leave without him. Send a little message. Uh, you're not making the postseason roster. And uh, please stop calling. Shout out to you, Sean Gilman. We're, we're all in it together, my man. So we, all, we all have better days. We all have worse days. And... No, we're not. You stink. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to our boss sponsor of the week. Going to be heading to Ducktown, located behind the infamous Big Duck in Flanders, New York. For all you folks that have head out east, you see the Big Duck on the side of the road. It's a very Long Island tradition driving past the big duck maybe when you were a kid you took a picture there with your family in front of your blue station wagon maybe it was your christmas card i don't know but anyway behind the big duck is a well-hidden speakeasy great spot to drop in after leaving montauk all they sell is their one-off skunked beer from the bayport blue point brewery which they refer to as duck sauce and there's always a guy named jim drinking old crow out of the bottle at the end of the bar anyway winter's their off season so head by ducktown and get that beak wet. You like that? Ducks have beaks. I said beak. That's a great joke. I like Ducktown a lot. Uh, definitely took my fair share of pictures there. 
uh, as a little kid. I still go out and take a picture there once in a while, but to be honest, I don't remember most of them. Uh, my favorite part about the uh, the little bar there is uh, the drink Tar and Feathered. Okay, it's uh, it's a beer with a handful of skull in it, and if you make it to the end without needing to call an ambulance, you get your picture on the wall. It's it's like uh, it's like when you eat a big hamburger or something. You know, it's a, a little uh, little challenge for those who who can't play competitive sports anymore, but still want to feel the rush of winning something. And uh, you know, that's what they do out there. So head out there. And uh, ask, tell them tell that Richie sent you and ask for a tar and feather. Good luck. I like it, kid. That's basically breakfast for Craig Biggio. You know, you, you get yeah. a little bit of both. Yeah, we got to get Mo Vaughn at the bar. Well, he'll tell us all about it. Mo Vaughn, legend. Shout out to you, Mo. You, you are still the king. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we're going to head to our storylines of the week. And we've been talking about the wild card. Going through the last two months of the season, outlining where the Mets are. Every Met fan, if you're listening to it, you know the wild card situation at this point. So I want to play a little game. Going to be doing what we do on Sunday if the Mets are in and what we do if they're not. If the Mets don't get in, I'm going to be on the bender of all benders. If the Jets lose as well to the Seahawks, I mean, I, I really worry for myself and, and anyone around me. Maybe even buy a pack of heaters just, just to slow myself down drinking because, you know, you, you feel drunker earlier. Conversely, if the Mets win... I'm going to cook a delicious feast for me and my family. Got a nice bottle of Italian wine. So for all you folks out there that say sports doesn't mean anything, you have idiots like me who take things entirely way too seriously. How about you? Yeah, no, I have to agree. If the Mets get in, uh, I'm going to quit my job, beg to be rehired the next day, and then offer to go to uh, sensitivity training for what I'm going to say to my boss from the day before. Uh, And if the Mets don't get in, I'll probably spend between 12 and 14 hours alone in the bathroom with some Evan Williams and a stack of Hustle magazines because it's the only way I'll sleep that night. Uh, a very honest answer, but that's what's happening. Either way, I'm going to get myself in trouble, uh, going to make some bad decisions, and uh, you know we'll, we'll see if I come out on the other side. <laughs> so there you go, Met fans. We're, I think we're all on the same page. I think everybody listening is, is quietly nodding, quietly nodding. Either that or you just go for a really long walk. I've done that a couple times. I uh, uh, did that game six of the NLCS uh, once upon a time in 2006. I, I just went for a really long walk. People were trying to talk to me, and I, I was like, no, I'm, I'm walking. I, I need to be solitary. Yeah, you punch a mailbox, you break your hand, and then uh, you blame it on the mailbox for, uh, you know, who, who gets a mailbox is hard. You know, industrial, uh, industrial strength mailbox. Industrial strength mailbox, indeed. They make those these days. These damn kids watching too much Dazed and Confused. Anyway, Stephen Matz, we got to talk about Matz. We talked about him last week. We mentioned this last week. You actually brought this up that the Mets originally said that Matz can't get more hurt by continuing to pitch. This has been an entire charade the, the whole season with our terrible training staff. Sorry, Ray Ramirez, you're, you're bad. I, I know you're probably a figurehead, but you're not good. But anyway, after procrastinating on the Mets thing, the Mets made him pitch through it for a while. Now here we are at the end of September. The Mets are going to have him undergo surgery. And I'm completely serious in saying this. I wonder if players look at the Mets and their litany of issues medically and if that accounts in their decision to sign with the team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to me, I'm convinced that, uh, you know, Ray Ramirez is nothing more than uh, a bunch of raccoons piled on top of each other 
in in like a polo shirt with like a paper mache head on top of it. You ever see that where they have like those cartoons where there's, there's like three little kids in a trench coat that's supposed to be an adult? Yeah, I like it. That, yeah, it's, it's it's just like that. Real funny stuff. So uh, that that's what I think Ray Ramirez is, if we're being honest. And uh, you know, he said, "Yes, Stephen Matz can't get any more hurt." Turns out, uh, guess what, buddy? Yeah, he did. Okay, or you're wrong to begin with, and he was very hurt to begin with, and it doesn't matter if he couldn't get more hurt. He doesn't need to get more hurt. The guy is, uh, his, his elbow looks like hell on earth. His shoulder's doing no good, and I'm just happy that they didn't try to make him pitch again because that would have been the end of a career. We could have called him Steve Pulsifer and uh, just called it a day on that guy. Holy hell, that is depressing. But uh, <laughs> Generation K, there is still a poster on my son's wall from a long time ago for Generation K. So shout out to those guys. I see you, Jason Isringhausen. You seem like a great guy to potty with. Uh, story Fun fact, Jason Isringhausen works at Lowe's now. So Generation K worked out well. He's in the uh, paint department at Lowe's. I, a, hey, hey, got to do what you got to do. I mean, guy likes to potty. What can I say? But, That's right. uh, but uh, anyway, we, we talk, we, we've given him a hard time being in the same discussion as Roberto Alama and Jason Bay and pretty much any other big acquisition the Mets have ever had, really except Ioannis Cespedes. Like, Cespedes doesn't get enough credit for just not being terrible. If he was adequate, he'd be better than most guys we acquire. But anyway, Jay Bruce, is, is Bruce back? And that's, the, that's all i got to say about that, all right? Just like the, the Forrest Gumps. Uh, <laughs> this guy, Bruce, let me tell you something. I went to the game the other day, and uh, I said, I think this guy's back. And then he hit a double, and I said, <laughs> you're welcome. And since then, guy's been on an absolute tear. Uh, he looks like he should work at one of those um, old-school diners where they, like, roller skate hamburgers to your car. That's what kind of haircut this guy has. But <laughs> I can get past that because the guy's <laughs> he's, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Love those diners. He was, uh, he, I think he was actually an extra in Pleasantville with William H. Macy. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't shock me. Let me tell you something. But the guy gets. You, sw- you, you want an egg cream? <laughs> yeah, I'll <laughs> skate it over to your car. All right, put some pomade in my hair. Uh, the guy could swing a hot, a real hot stick, and uh, he's batting over three hundred, I think, in, in the last week or so. So, if this guy gets hot, if Jay Bruce gets hot, he turns into Jay Bruce. And uh, we all know what happens when that happens. We still don't have Dilson Herrera, but we got a guy who, you know, may be able to help us in the playoffs. So, God bless. Welcome back, Jay Bruce, from your uh, your month-and-a-half slumber, and uh, good to have you. I love it, kid. If we got him, we got the dude man coming back. We got some lefty power in the lineup, hopefully, and that respect. And we head to our Mark Carrig Tweet of the Week. And something we mentioned earlier that, that – Terry Collins confirmed that Noah would throw Sunday if the Mets clinch. This is the act verbatim. Here's the tweet from Mark. I'm not going to step all over it like I just tried to. Uh, <laughs> quote, TC confirmed Syndergaard would throw Sunday even if Mets clinched would be 25 pitches to stay sharp. What do you think about this? I mean, I guess it would be the equivalent of a bullpen session kind of in-game. I, I, I just... As a Met fan, it, I worry about really anything going wrong, anything and everything. And, uh, you know, what if Michael Franco hits a screamer back through the box? I mean, this isn't, you know, you're facing live batters. This is live ammunition, no? 
Yeah, no. If I were the Mets, I I would send him down to the instructional league, uh, let Tebow hit a couple bombs off him, get his twenty five pitches in, and then fly him right back. I don't want to put him in danger, which is what I think would happen if uh, he's got to pitch twenty five pitches. So you know, it's going to be a real tense inning and a half for me. Uh, but you know, or maybe what we could do is if we clinch, he can just intentionally walk everybody, and then it's twenty five pitches. As hard as he wants to Rene Rivera, you can throw him to the backstop. You can do whatever you want, but you know you get the arm action going, and it doesn't matter if you lose. I think I just solved the problem. I like it, kid. You're you're a real problem solver. <laughs> you, you you bet. Good one, good one, good one, me. Smooth, uh, smooth, smooth transitions. Great radio from your boy right here. Uh, anyway, heading to our shoutouts. Shout out to Gary, Keith, and Ron, and even you, Steve Gelbs, and the rest of the SNY crew. Another wonderful season. Even if the Mets get in, we're going to get the TBS Jabroni crew. They, I, I really hope we don't get Dick Stockton. I thought a couple of years ago Dick Stockton was doing a baseball game, and I, I think he thought Rod Carew was out there. It was not pretty. Not pretty. We take these guys for granted. Best broadcast in the business. Thanks for another season. Do they still have uh, Drew Carey's brother, Chip? Out there doing the games? Oh, they got they got chip. They got chip. Little uh, you know, real solid salt of the earth Midwestern guy. Midwestern nice. Yeah, no. A guy named Chip is the kind of guy who uh, you know, he'll have a, a a mild heart attack during the game, just wait it out and keep announcing. You know. Guy like Chip doesn't care. So uh hopefully we'll have one of those guys and no Dick Stockton. Sorry, Dick. You're a dick. Also shout out to Lucas Duda for returning. This is one that you and me have differed on, and I really try to find a way to bring him into every show. I'm very happy he's back, mainly because I bought a Lucas Duda authentic jersey five years ago, which inexplicably cost $260, I think, at the time, or something very stupid. I, I don't know why I did it, but uh, there we go. I have it. I've got, right. I've got the jersey. So You did that. I took a Hanes uh, gray T-shirt. And a, uh, a blue marker, I wrote 28 on the back, and spelled Loney out, and it cost me a grand total of $7. And uh, trivia question, who hit a two-run home run tonight for the Mets while we're taping this? I guess James Loney, but... Uh, the captain, James Loney. The <laughs> captain. <laughs> I love it. The best, one of the, one of the best Mets to, uh, I, well, I don't know, I can't really finish that sentence. I can't think of anything, but... Shout out to James Loney, Lucas Duda, get your act together, and just know that if we make the World Series, you're not even going to see a single chance to throw the ball home. Also, I tell you what, shout out to ESPN for using the Hunt for October slogan. Makes me think of the movie The Hunt for Red October, and if there's anything, anything in the world I like, it's a, it's a good Clancy book. I don't even know if it's Clancy. It's one of the ones they made a movie... Back in the early 90s. Who was in the hunt for Red October? Was it? Uh, I think it was Keenan and Kel from the uh, that Good Burger movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, that was them. <laughs> well, what do, you, what do you got? Shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> My shout outs uh, it starts with Mamas of Corona. I went there the other day during the game. Uh, shout out to Mamas of Corona for letting you put your own toppings on a sandwich only if you sit and feel level. All right, scumbags, not all of us have rich cubicle jobs, so why don't you get your act together, and when I get up to, to uh, the upper deck, the upper tank, 
you should let me decide if I want mushrooms and all that jazz on there also. Is that is that a real thing? Uh, yeah, you bet you bet your buns it is. Unbelievable with these with these guys. They wouldn't let you they they just don't let you choose your toppings? No, not if you've paid uh, for promenade seats. You go up there and they treat you like uh, you're in steerage. They just throw you little little scraps of bread and meat and uh, you know, you're you're on your own. Maybe you could go over to the to the jalapeno toppings bar and, and do your own damage. But when you get downstairs, if you go down there to the Mamas of Corona down there, um, you know, they, they do everything except for uh, pay your bills. You know, they, they give you all the all the toppings, all the everything. So, uh, you know, very happy to see that you can do that down there. But uh, I think that's um, a little fan racist, and I don't appreciate it. So shout out to you, Mamas of Corona. Hate you guys now. And my, uh, and my final shout-out there goes to the parking attendant who says, Welcome home every time I get to City Field. Uh, stands right next to McFadden's. If you walk by him, you can't miss him. Big mustache. I don't know what that guy's on, but give me three. You know, that guy, I've never, you know, rain, sleet, snow, hail. This guy is just thrilled to be letting you into the City Field. And uh, that's the kind of attitude I want from my employees. So shout-out to the Wilpons. You got a good one in your hands. I love it, kid. Shout out to all the folks at City Field. Uh, you know, you might not move too fast on some of the, the food lines. Might not move too fast, but you try. That's all I care about. Yeah, that's a nice note to end it on. Bring it was us a home. good season. Bring us home, kid. All right. Well, as per usual, we've got. Uh, oh, whoop. Oh, my goodness gracious. Breaking news, folks. We're taping this the night before. And Jason. Alexander Bruce, uh, whose middle name I just made up because of the guy from Seinfeld, hit a two-run home run. It is now 5-2, to two. New York Mets. I think it's safe to say he's back. Boo! That's right. Get, get all over that. Look at that hair. Unbelievable. Uh, so anyway, we'll finish it off. As per usual, you can find us on Facebook, first time, long time. On Twitter at MetsFTLT and on email, email us at firsttimelongtimepod at gmail.com. And, you know, be a little nicer to our boy Gene. There's some hurtful tweets being sent over to him, and uh, he almost quit last week, which would have been a real problem because uh, I'm not the best with uh, the internet. So, uh, you know, do us a favor, all right? And uh, let's go, Mets. Let's make these playoffs. Yeah, hey fellas, this is Chris from New Hyde Park. First time, long time. Hi, this is Bob from Greenpoint. First time, long time here. Hey guys, this is Audie Bevilacqua from Hapog. First time, long time.